whenever I see someone that's really putting it out there and maybe they're very successful, but they're saying, hey, I struggle with this or I didn't do such a good job this time. I'm like, oh, she's just like me. If she can do it and she can get through that hard time and she's this person that I look up to so much, then I can too. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going, and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Hey, and welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, the place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Danielle Canty, your host and interviewer for this week's episode. Now, this episode was actually kind of an episode dear to my heart because as you guys know, I have really struggled showing up on social media and in front of the camera. And my interview with this guest today was, this was not a problem that she had. So it's actually really interesting for me to interview her and learn about how someone becomes confident in front of the camera and to share my reflections along the way with what I have created, what I have had to change and how I've actually managed to do that. So this interview with Jen Gottlieb was so, so much fun. And literally, Jen and I could not come from more different backgrounds. Um, She grew up in New York. Obviously, I'm in the UK, but she always dreamt of being on the camera. She was cast in VH1's That Metal Show. She's been on Broadway. She's just a phenomenal person who has not only always shone in front of the media and on TV, but has really loved it. And so to hear this juxtaposition between us both, I think there's like a takeaway for everyone in this episode. She also really dove deep into her six ways to become more confident. I am obsessed with these. I think there's so much power to just use six simple things. They're simple, but if you apply them, there is no holding you back. They really, really do change the way that you think about yourself, the way you think about showing up. And really, that is part of it. Like This whole business thing is 80% mindset, 20% skill. If you aren't able to put your best foot forward, if you're able to get past your fears and move forwards, then you really end up stuck. And so my goal for everyone listening to this episode was to listen to it, be able to have the takeaways to become more confident, be able to apply them. And if they so desire and it's important for their business, be able to show up on social media, for them to be able to start their podcast, for them to be able to do those videos that they've been wanting to do. Because you all, every single one of you listening to this is completely special, completely unique and has that ability inside yourself to do it. So I hope you love this episode. Jen is absolutely amazing. She shares her handles throughout it as well. So make sure you go and follow her, Jen Gottlieb. And as always, tag myself at Danielle Canty with some of your favorite takeaways because I love to hear. All right, let's dive right in. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast. Danielle, I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited because for those who don't know, I recently spoke at Influencer Summit and you are absolutely amazing at helping me prepare for that speaking gig. It was my first time really speaking to an audience that big for as long as I did. And I firstly just so grateful for mm. you mentoring me on that aspect of it. Well, first of all, I knew that you would crush it and you have everything that you need inside of you. Sometimes it just takes like bringing that out a little bit. So I was excited because I was like, she's going to be my first amazing case study because <laughs> she's going to be brilliant. And you help so many people. So the more that I can help you be seen and like crush it on stage, the more we're helping other people. So that's a win-win for me. So I want to take the opportunity because when you were supporting me, you were sending me some of the stuff that you were teaching yeah. on. And you talk quite often about confidence. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we have very different backgrounds in many senses. Like you were an actress, whereas I was a chiropractor and did not want to have anything to do with a camera being put in my face. Like if I could stay as far away from camera as possible behind the scenes, that was me. But the reality is in the world that we live in now, personal brands carry a lot of power, a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And to build a personal brand, you have to be comfortable being on camera, whether Mm -hmm. it's on your iPhone or whether it's on stage or whether it's doing a podcast. And so I would love for you to share some of the things that you help your students with Mm -hmm. or people in your universe with about how they build confidence and how they can go from having none 
to feeling more comfortable in front of the camera? It's my favorite topic to talk about. And I speak all over the world about visibility. And I teach, I, I go and I teach like big real estate investors how to be seen and how to create credibility, influence, and authority with their brand. And I give them all these tactical tools and all these frameworks. I'm like, you're going to love my framework. You're going to love how I teach you how to amplify this one media post or media hit that you get. But I always hear the exact same thing when I get off stage from people. Every single speaking engagement that I do, no matter how high level the group is, everyone always comes up to me and they're like, Jen, the only reason that I'm not being seen is because I'm scared and because I need more confidence and because I'm scared to put myself out there and I'm scared of what people will think of me and I'm scared of it not being perfect. So I just wait and I don't post it. So I know for certain that it doesn't matter where you're at in business, everybody struggles with this confidence thing. And I'm an actress and I've been performing my whole life and I still struggle with the confidence thing when it comes to building my brand because it's much different saying lines as somebody else and being a character and being yourself. And when you're building a personal brand, it's like, that's you, right? And you have to have that confidence. Just like you said, you have to be able to do that. Otherwise, it's going to be really difficult for you to connect with your audience. So the cool thing is, is that you said that confidence can be built and it can. So if you're more introverted, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, but Jen, I'm an introvert and I don't like being around people. I promise you that it's almost like going to the gym and building muscles, building your confidence muscles. And what I, my, my favorite thing to say whenever I'm talking about confidence in one line, if I could tell you how you create confidence, it's by consistently sticking with the commitments that you make with yourself. Because every time you tell yourself you're going to do something, so let's say you're, you're, yeah. you're going to go live, right? So Danielle, you're like, okay, this is your first time. Or maybe even let's give the example of speaking on stage, right? You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this pitch and I'm going to crush it. And you stick to that commitment even though it was hard, even though it was scary, but you followed through. On the other side, even though it was scary and it was hard and maybe it wasn't as great as you thought, you're going to be a little bit more confident to do it next time because your subconscious is like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't die. I stuck to my commitment. I can trust myself. I can do this. But same thing goes for the opposite. So if you made that commitment and you said, I'm going to do this pitch, I'm going to do it, I'm going to be awesome. And then you get so nervous that you call up Brendan and you're like, I can't do it. And you, you know, don't do it. You're telling your subconscious mind, that you can't trust yourself. And so the next time you go to do something scary, you're not going to feel confident. You're going to feel like, oh, well, I didn't do it last time. So I'm probably not going to be able to do it this time. So stick with your commitments. I really agree with that actually, because I remember back in like 2019, um, we have our membership, the society where early stage entrepreneurs come in. And I was at that point not showing up consistently on stories or social media. And so I decided to run this challenge with the whole of the society, basically. So I did it, which was to show up every day on stories for 30 days. Yes. And that accountability and following through on that commitment, because Mm -hmm. I had to, because everyone was doing it with me. Mm -hmm really actually broke the pattern mm-hmm. of what I used to do was show up, hide, show mm-hmm. up, hide. And they say that competence breeds confidence. Mm-hmm. And I always like to remember, you said this on your talk, actually, which I was watching, which is like, don't compare your chapter um, one to someone else's yeah. chapter 20. And I think that's also a big part of building consistency, but mm-hmm. allowing yourself to grow and learn on that journey as well versus expecting yourself all of a sudden to be incredible at the one thing you're trying to do. Yeah. It's so easy right now to go on social media and look at someone maybe like you, right? That's been doing this forever, right? That has been practicing forever and and forget that you started somewhere. You Mm -hmm. did start at square one where you did your first reel ever. And it was probably really bad. My first Facebook live or Instagram live, you saw it. I I showed that video. You were, you were cute though. I, you were like, hi, I'm really nervous. I'm really scared. I was like, I, I sat here for an hour and debated if I could press that button or not. I was so scared and it wasn't great. And like nothing happened because of it. Like I didn't convert people or get more followers, nothing. Mine, I, you actually inspired me when I watched yours to go up and dig my first Facebook live. I was on and off within 59 seconds. I distinctly remember no one was on it. Like no one came live to yeah. it. And then I actually now there's all these analytics in Facebook. And I noticed that literally four people got to the end of it. <laughs> so like no one even watched it. And I'm pretty sure those four views that got to the end were probably my mum because she did share it on her Facebook. Yeah. Which I was so embarrassed about at the time. But I see the same thing. I had a call to action. I had all of these things. No one did nothing mm-hmm. with it. But, and I also shared on my talk, actually, that threw me so much 
I think you would a bit different to this. That threw me so much. I didn't do another Facebook Live for two and a half months. And the only reason I did one was because I had accountability from my coach, Nick, at the time. Yeah. And she was like, lunch break, everyone has to do a Facebook Live. And I remember being like, oh, like, how do I like... How do I get out of this? What can I do that means I don't have to do this Facebook Live because I don't want to be this person on camera? And she was like, we're going to check everyone when you come back. And I was like, damn it. There I was, did another 59 second one. <laughs> so you had accountability, which is key when it comes yeah. to taking action, right? It's it, So going back to the comparing yourself, right? Like, so everyone will see you now and they'll be like, oh, but I don't even believe that she had a bad Facebook Live ever in her life. But you did. So we always have to remember that we're on our own journey and everybody starts somewhere. Beyonce started from zero. Right? Like the biggest people in the world started with zero followers, with zero experience on camera, and we all had to build up. So it's really, really important to remember that you're on your own journey and you have to put the work in the thousand hours, maybe the 10,000 hours, or maybe even you'll get it quicker. Maybe you'll get it quicker than me and you did, and it'll be a week and you'll be like, oh, I'm crushing it. This is amazing. But we all have our own journey, and that's what makes you different. And I want to remind everybody that embracing that journey and embracing the messiness of that journey, bringing your followers and your audience along with you on that journey will A, make you a lot more confident because you're going to feel more comfortable. You're not hiding anything. You're like, look, this is my first time. Let's make it a mess. It's okay. Yeah. Like, and But it'll also make your followers and your audience connect deeper to you because people don't like looking at perfect people because no one's perfect. Agree. Could not agree more. So Jen, what are the other C's that mm -hmm. you factor in when building confidence? Yeah. So there's six C's of what I like to call the confidence continuum. So good, that alliteration. You. you know, and, and there's lots of C's, so it's super cute. So the first C is clarity. Now I learned about the importance of clarity when I was an actress because when it comes to building confidence, because I'd go into all these auditions and I would know the difference between going into an audition, not prepared and not clear on what my objective was or not clear on what the character wanted or not clear on what the lines were, or who was in the room. And I would go into some where I was like, totally clear. Like I had rehearsed. I knew what I want, what my character wanted. I knew the type of person she was. I knew everybody that was going to be in the room. And the ones where I was clear on what I wanted, who my character was, what my lines were, who was in the room, I was way more confident. I walked in there and I was like, let's go. I can do this. But the other ones, not so much. So when you're clear of where you want to go, you don't necessarily need to know all the steps. You don't need to know that exact how, but you want to know what your end goal is. What do you want from this specific reel to happen? Like, what do you want the person on the other side of the phone to get out of it when it's over? If you're clear on that, if you're clear on your objective, on your intention of the piece of content that you're putting out, you're going to be a lot more confident when you go to create it. Because you're going to be like, I know, I'm thinking about Danielle on the other side of the phone. She's watching it. And when she's done watching this, she's going to laugh. And she's also going to be incentivized to go do her own post and be more confident when she does it. And if I'm clear on that, I'm going to be talking directly to my girl instead of thinking about me and worrying about me and not being clear and not knowing what the purpose is, which is what makes you feel nervous. So that's the yeah, first thing. I think that's so true, actually. And I think not many people really get clear about what they're trying to get out of going live or what they want for their personal brand. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I've really learned a lot, I'm curious if you found this, is like the finding moments of peace to really journal about these mm. things, to give yourself clarity on like why you're doing it. Because sometimes that why is, okay, I want to be famous or I want to have my own personal brand. For me, my why was actually like, I need to do this for other, other women who feels like me. Yeah. And when I got clear and had clarity around that, that actually gave me a lot more confidence in mm -hmm. why I was doing what I was doing and why it was important for me to show up on a daily, regular basis. I love that. We have so much in common. So we always teach the acronym HOPE, H-O-P-E, which stands for help one person every day. Because the only reason that anybody is nervous to make a piece of content is because they're worrying about themselves. Yeah, They're worrying about what they look like, what they sound like, what other people are thinking about them. But if you flip it, and instead of thinking about you and you think about the girl or the guy or the human on the other side of whatever it is that you're creating, or the other side of the iPhone, the iPad, the TV, the computer reading the publication, your book that you're writing, and you think about that person and what they need and you write it or you speak to them, it's all about them, it takes your ego out of it. It's not about you anymore. It's about helping someone and you're not nervous. Because would you be nervous if you were just giving me advice? No, and that was that was the biggest shift that I had to yeah. make. Because we all are so 
self-centered in many ways human Mm -hmm. beings and I think that when you flip it and okay who am I creating this content for Mm -hmm. how am I going to create this content to bring value to the world that is a very different energetic exchange than Mm -hmm. what am I getting out of creating this piece of content so much different and if you think about instead of helping a million people or all the people on Instagram or all the people in the audience if you're speaking in front of like 500 people I like to narrow it down to thinking about that one person. And I love that you said it was me 10 years ago, right? Because we're the most equipped to help the person that we used to be. So I often think of what would I have needed? Maybe I'm talking to myself five years ago and that's my girl. And so when I'm on stage, I'm not thinking about 500 people looking at me and thinking about my outfit and my hair and my voice and all the things. I'm thinking about there's one person in that audience that I'm talking to right now. And I either pick an actual specific person and I look at everyone, obviously, but I'm thinking about that one person or I'm thinking about planting me five years ago in the audience and I'm talking to her. And that just removes my self-consciousness, like being obsessed and insecure about everything that I'm saying. And it makes you more confident. And the more you practice doing that, the better yet. And I'm also going to remember that hope, help one person every day. Because I think that's just such a beautiful statement for us all to live our lives by. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. So clarity, number one. Mm -hmm. Next one. Consistency. Okay. Which we kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Definitely did. So telling yourself if you're going to do it, follow through Mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. And then the other piece of what you said, you would go and you'd be visible and then you'd hide and then you'd be visible and then you'd hide. So your followers and your audience didn't know that they could count on you Yeah, and they want to know that they can trust you. So you need to show up consistently and don't do the thing. Please, you guys, if you're watching and listening to this, do not hide and then come back and be like, sorry, I was away for a week. I took time off of social media, but now I'm back. Nobody noticed you were gone and they only noticed you were gone because you said I'm back. So then you just basically told them that you were inconsistent and they didn't even know. So just don't do that. I agree 100%. So clarity, consistency. Mm-hmm. Connection. Okay. And we talked about this because you even just said to me that Nick telling you, go do the Facebook Live. I'm holding you accountable. And everybody else in the room was going to do Facebook Lives, helped you to go take that action step, which you know showed you eventually that you yeah. could become really good at it. So you need connection. You need people in your life. I, I'll never forget this one moment. This was recent. So my, I, when my dog died a couple months ago, I was really sad. And I've, I've lately been doing these Instagram lives every single morning where I get ready on Instagram live every day. So no makeup and I do my makeup and I talk to my, my people. And I, the morning after my dog passed away, I did not want to do it, okay, at all. I was like, this is the last thing on the planet I want to do. But I remembered the commitment that I made to myself about doing this every day. And I couldn't let down the people that I said that I was going to be there for the next day. So I get on live and I'm not in a good mood and I'm just like, you know, upset about my dog. I'm talking about it. But then one of my friends, Amy Porterfield, comes onto my live and she's like DM, like messaging me in there in the comments. I love you. I got you, girl. And that feeling of connection, of having my friend there supporting me, having that person just made everything better. And it made me feel more confident. It made me feel held made me feel taken care of. So I always say like when you have a group of cheerleaders, of people that lift you up and fan your flame, you know, and are like, go, go, go girl. Like me and you, how we've been with each other. And you know, the masterminds we're in, it gives you more confidence. I do. I honestly think that being around people who are like-minded is one of the most powerful things that you can do whenever you're creating change. Mm -hmm. And I know it's like so cliche and they say, oh, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But you really are. If Mm -hmm. people have supportive energy, they have good energy, it just automatically allows you to bring more of that into your own life and to other people's, like that positive ripple effect. And I also always think that on this journey of entrepreneurship, if you want growth, your network is your network. A thousand percent. It's so powerful Mm -hmm. to be able to be, you know, have people like Amy in your, you know, someone call friend, but also then who supports you in the energy Mm -hmm. Do your thing and encourage mm-hmm. you like, yeah, you said you were going to do it and you're doing it here and I'm going to cheer you on for The theme of this year at Boss Babe is keeping things simple. 2024 is already off to an incredible start. Team Boss Babe is coming off a huge launch that felt so easy, so stress-free and honestly energizing, which says a lot. Quick backstory, last year we did a full platform audit of the subscriptions, platforms and products we were using to run everything behind the scenes and basically cancelled 75% of our subscriptions to go all in on one platform, Kajabi. Listen, you guys, when I tell you I did the research, 
I did the research. Kajabi is our podcast sponsor and one of the main reasons we had effortless checkouts and an amazing customer experience during our most recent launch. The platform has everything you need to build a business online and allows for unlimited ways to diversify your revenue, build your brand and turn your audience into paying customers. We actually used to have a custom membership platform. We moved all of our membership to Kajabi and it looks better and functions way easier than ever. We also used to have different platforms for things like landing pages, funnels, email campaigns, checkouts, you name it. And it is a breath of fresh air to have everything in one place in Kajabi. There's no need to have multiple platforms with zaps tying them all together. Instead, I really encourage you to go all in on one platform and I'm the biggest fan of Kajabi. They typically don't have extended free trials like this, but right now you can head to kajabi.com slash boss babe and get started with your free 30 day trial. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash boss babe for 30 days completely free to play in the platform and see if you love it just as much as we do. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. Yeah, and me and you. I mean, it's it's a perfect example. Like we're newer friends, but I'm like, thank God I found you. And I'm always here to help you and you're always here to help me. And we need friends like that. And that makes me feel so much more confident that I could always have someone to call you know, and you always have me to call. Like you're, yeah. every time you go on stage, you're just, hopefully you feel a little bit more confident because you're like, oh, I know I got Jen. She's got my back. And I think there'll be some people are like, oh yeah, I have amazing people around me. But let's just pause on this one and just say yeah. like, what about the people who are like, mm, I only have the right yeah. connections. Yeah. I don't think I have those people in my life right now. That was me. I mean, I'm sure that was you at one point in time yeah. in your life too. It was totally me. That's how we, that's how we created the society. Because I was like, wait, I'm an ambitious woman. And I have no one who understands me right now. My yeah. school friends are looking at me like I'm absolutely crazy and I've mm-hmm. lost the plot because I'm mm-hmm. telling them that I want to build a bigger business and I mm-hmm. want to earn more money. And I was unapologetic about what I wanted to chase. Yeah. And um, they were just like, huh? Like, Same. We, and they were also like doctors and lawyers. And like, there were smart people, but this whole entrepreneurship world... They could not get their heads around it. Yeah. A lot of people don't get it. And I'm sure there's many people listening to this podcast right now that can relate when I say like, are you, you feel like you're in your own little bubble and everybody doesn't get it. And everyone what was that journey like for you? What yeah. was that like for me? Yeah. Well, I was an actress. Mm-hmm. So I was in a, a really toxic lack mindset kind of a vibe with my friend group because when you're an actor, it's like, it's just a very negative competitive space. And so when I started to explore entrepreneurship and personal development, nobody really understood that I didn't want to be competitive anymore. That I was like, I want to lift you up. And you know, you lift me up. And they're like, no, if you get the part, then I'm not going to get the part. You know what I mean? It was very much and it was a very much of a scarcity mindset. And so we slowly started drifting apart and I found myself feeling very alone. So what I did, and you'll appreciate this, I was listening to a podcast change my life, which is why I love every second of this because I feel like we're helping the person I used to be. I was listening to Lewis Howe's podcast. I would listen to him like as I would walk around the city and go to audition, to audition, to audition. And he was like my friend in my head, that only person that understood personal development uh, that no, and, and no one else got it. And he said he was doing an event. This was his first summit of greatness ever. And I was like, oh my God, there's going to be people there that believe in the same stuff as me. And I need to meet more people like this. So I didn't have the money at the time. I didn't have any reason to get my ass on a plane and go to Ohio. Like, and I was scared. It was by myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody. But I was like, I have to go. I have to meet more people and put myself in a room of people who get this and people who will lift me up and make new friends. So I got outside of my comfort zone and I did something scary and it gave me more confidence when it comes to, if you want to bring it back to confidence, going to events, putting myself out there, going to things alone, because I proved to myself that I could get on a plane, go somewhere by myself, make amazing new friends. And then I had this whole new friend group and I slowly let the other ones go. And when you let go of one thing, you create more space and more energy for other things. Yeah. Funny. I'm just thinking about that's how my life changed because I went to Brendan Bouchard's That's event. right. Isn't that funny? Well, it's not funny, really. It's just, of course it happened. Of course. But it, it's just, I do think there's a lot to be said about putting yourself out there. And when I first moved to LA, some people used to think I was crazy because I would be like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And then just chatting. And I would intentionally say to them, oh, I've actually just moved. So looking for new friends. Yes. And yes. Be like, most of the time, people would be like, oh, yeah, I would love to make a new friend too. Yeah. Go for coffee. And that's how I would meet people. Yeah. It's just being, putting it out there and being very intentional about the connections that I was creating. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so we've got clarity, connection, consistency. Yes. Get that order. Uh Uh-huh. Fourth one? Creation. Okay. This is very important. It's the action piece. Mm -hmm. And I love that we're getting to this because I was like, I got on a plane. I went. I spent the money. Like, I went to this event even though I was scared. So nothing happens if nothing happens. You can sit around and think about things all day. You can dream. I love saying dream big. People say dream big, right? That's great. But dreams happen when you're sleeping. If you don't do big, nothing happens. So you have to create, you have to do, you have to do it with fear in the passenger seat of the car, right? You're never, I don't know about you, but I feel fear all the time. Okay. It doesn't go away. All the time. It doesn't go away. You're always going to be a little scared to take the action that you know you need to take, especially when it's something that will really move the needle. It gets even scarier or like it's really risky or it's really vulnerable. The key is to doing that first action step. And it's actually a continuum. And that's why I call this the confidence continuum. So I'm going to give you an example of how this works, how action actually is what creates confidence. So let's put in the great example that we already use with doing your very first Facebook live. All right. Let's say you've never, for someone that's listening that I've never gone live on Instagram or Facebook ever in my life. Okay. So the first part is to take that action. So you're scared. You don't want to do it. It feels uncomfortable, but you made that commitment. You're like, Jen and Danielle says I need to stick with my commitments that I make with myself. So I'm going to just do this even though I'm scared. You press go live, you do it. Oh my God. It was so scary, but you did it. You get to the other side, you're done. You get a win. Now that win is the most important piece because motivation doesn't come from a motivational fairy that taps you on the head and says magical, oh, you're motivated. It comes from getting a win, right? From realizing I did it. Oh my God. Okay. That felt good. Now I'm a little motivated to do it again. All right. So you get your baby win. You take action, you get a baby win. Then that baby win moves you to the next action step, which is you do go live again. Okay. I could do it again. I didn't die. All right. Here we go. You go live again. Now that action step might get you a bigger win from that one. Holy shit. I got a client from that. Someone reached out to me and they want to work with me. Whoa, this really works. Then you get a little bit of momentum, right? You feel like I could do this again. And I feel even more confident the next time. So then you do it again. Wow. You get more clients. Oh my gosh. And then pretty soon before you know it, you have confidence and you're doing lives every other day, every single day. And that's how it works. But it all starts with taking action when you're scared. So true. And a couple of things that I will have helped me was Brendan once said at his event, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And what I realized on my journey was that it wasn't necessarily the goal for it to feel comfortable. The goal was for me to be able to get used to putting myself in situations that I felt uncomfortable and doing it anyway. That's right. And I think that reframe for a lot of people is what's needed and is really powerful. And also the other thing that I realized was it was kind of like a muscle going to the gym Mm -hmm. or like a thermostat in a room, you becoming like used to that temperature, Mm -hmm. getting in the cold plunge or like going in a hot sauna, you kind of acclimatize to it. And those, that rewiring is what really helped me Mm -hmm. then go into that creation because I was like, oh, I know what this feeling feels Mm -hmm. like and I'm used to it and I can now do it. And actually I, I noticed this to be so true when I spoke at Influencer Summit. Yeah. Because the first day was the Tuesday I spoke. I was so nervous, you guys. Like, my legs were shaking and I was like, why did I wear heels? Because I don't know if my knees are going to hold me up in these boots because I was shaking that much. And it's funny, I did a story mm-hmm. before I went on to camera and I just uploaded it really quickly. My hand was shaking. You can oh. see the screen on this story. Like you can physically see the screen shaking when my hand was shaking. And I went into my thing, came off, felt good about it. Yeah, thought, oh, you know what? couple of things I can prove upon, but mm-hmm. really, really felt like I nailed it. The next day when I went in, I realized how much less my nerves were because yeah. I already, already done it once. Yes, I was a little bit nervous, but they probably halved. And then when I did the story again, my hand wasn't shaking. Mm-hmm. My knees were a little bit shaking walking on still, but less so than the day before. Yeah. And I just think that's such a, a gain of a reminder for everybody that there's always new situations. Yeah. But once you do something once, it really isn't actually that scary the second yeah. time. And by the time you get to, let's say we did this 30-day Instagram story. Now I don't even think twice about posting an Instagram story. No. Because I'm just used to it. That's so exactly I was right. petrified before. The best way to take away fear's power is to just move through it and to do it anyway. 
because fear is not going to kill you. You're going to get through, you're going to get to the other side. And I have, I have the word time tattooed on my wrist. And the reason it's like, it's fading. I have to get it redone. It was so thin, but this is my first tattoo. That's why I was like, let's halfway do it, do it thin. Um, But it was, it's my reminder to me that discomfort is temporary, but growth that happens on the other side is permanent and time never stops, right? Like time's not going to stop. You're not going to be paused in that discomfort of that fear. That fear is not going to kill you. You will eventually end up in your bed that night, no matter what. You're going to end up waking up the next day and being like, wow, I did that. It's done. It's over. So if you can remember that, no matter how uncomfortable something is, an ice bath, right? We do ice baths all the time or going to the gym and like putting in the work and it's uncomfortable and hurts or speaking for the very first time when your hand is shaking and being so scared, but you get to the other side and that's when you realize, wow, fear doesn't have that much power over me. I can do it again. Mm, So much, so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think too, I learned this recently. I was reading a Harvard article talking about physiologically anxiety and excitement are exactly the same chemicals within the body, but it's really just the interpretation that changes. Mm -hmm. And so another thing that I was really trying to, you know, whenever I'm having anxious things go on in my life, I'm like, oh, am I anxious or am I actually excited that this is new, that this is changing, that this is something that's coming into fruition. And yes, I might not know exactly how it's going to all turn out, but oh, is that exciting that something new is coming? Well, it always is for you. Everything. Always. Always. Even the worst things in the world, when you look backwards later, you might not know it in the moment when it's happening and shit's hitting the fan and you're like, oh, this sucks. Okay. It might suck. But when you look backwards, it always makes sense. And it always is for you. So if you, I love that, a shift in perspective. What if you were like, I am so excited to see why this is for me in the future. I might be scared now, but I'm so excited. Let's go. I know. Like that's so cool. And take that energy that way. I love that. So that was creation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try and remember all these. Mm -hmm. Clarity consistency, Mm -hmm. creation. What did I miss? Connection. Connection, Mm -hmm. then creation. Then creation. And then we're going to go into celebration. Okay. Which is important because the whole, the whole, what? What'd you say? I'm bad at this. You're bad. All right, great. So we're going to focus on this one for a second because you really need this because you have so much to celebrate. And remember the confidence continuum with the action and all of that, that creates confidence. The winning part is one of the most important parts because when you win and you celebrate that win, you get dopamine and serotonin and endorphins flood your body and, and your subconscious is like, whoa, it feels good to win. Huh. It feels better to win than like that scary feeling before the win, right? So your brain is going to subconsciously be like, I want to get that win again. Let's be more confident next time. Let's go get that win. But if you miss the celebration of the win, you skip that whole amazing, beautiful part that happens. Okay. So how should we celebrate? Because I definitely, mm-hmm. I've got better at it. I used, mm-hmm. I used to not celebrate at all. I used to be on to the next, on to the next. Whereas now, like we just closed our launch and we did a little celebration call with the team. But I had to remind myself to do that. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, I need to remember to celebrate. I'm going to give you the simplest tool ever. It doesn't, okay. because a celebration does not need to be with a million people throwing a party. Mm-hmm. That's a little, that's tough. You can't do that every time. Mm-hmm. So I have this new practice that I do and it's the easiest thing. Anybody can do it. All you need is three minutes. Okay. And I have my notebook next to my bed. And at the end of the night, I open my notebook and I write down my wins for the day. And all, it's just with myself. Yeah. And I just write and talk about- It's like gratitudes type thing. Sticking with the commitments you make with yourself. If I had commitments in the morning that I set, I just celebrate, oh, I stuck with the commitment. Or like, here are my wins. I, I did the podcast with Danielle today. It was amazing. I went to the gym this morning. I took a walk. I texted my friend, whatever. Like I did whatever your wins are. They could be little, they could be big. Just write them down. And I love this for so many reasons. Number one, yes, it helps me celebrate my wins with myself. Number two, it helps me remember like, how many amazing things that I actually do accomplish each day and how much time I really have to accomplish things. And then the coolest part is every day now, I'm kind of taking action so that I can celebrate at night. So I do more than I would typically do because I'm like, oh, I really want to write that down. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. And when typically maybe I'd be like, yeah, you don't need to do that. I'll actually do it so that I can write it down at night and celebrate with myself. So that's a really easy way to just have that moment with you to be like, good job, Danielle. Yeah. That's all you need. I love that. You did it. I think that's actually a really, really powerful one to do is just those, whether you call them gratitudes or whether you call them wins in the evening, because you're right, there's so many things that we actually achieve. And sometimes it doesn't need to be a to-do list. Sometimes it can be like, oh, I'm really, the I win today was spending more time with my family or yeah. connecting with my partner. Or yeah, I did move the needle in this and the business and that felt amazing too. Or I post on social media exactly. consistently for the last couple of days. So yeah. 
I think there's a lot of stillness too to be had for that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can find ourselves on the, you know, hamster wheel mm-hmm. of trying to get to the next thing and pausing and the gratitude for what we've achieved is really powerful. Everything. Everything. You can't be anxious and scared and angry and grateful at the same time. It doesn't work. Gratitude conquers all. And the best way to get into that belief mode and changing the way that you think and changing the tape that's playing in your mind is to tap into gratitude, whether that's being grateful for things that you have or being grateful for things that haven't necessarily come yet and being grateful for them as if they did. That's a really powerful practice as well. So true. Mm -hmm. So true. So what is the seventh one? Yeah, we're at the sixth one. It's commitment. Okay, commitment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So who, I'm going to ask you this. I ask every, whenever I do this talk, I ask the audience and you probably know it because you already listened to the talk, but who's the one person that you can always count on no matter what? Myself. Exactly. Exactly. No matter what. Yes, there are people I'm sure that you'd say, my family, whatever. There's people that hopefully that you can count on no matter what. But if you can trust yourself, that you are always taken care of because you know how to take care of yourself, then you will have power over a lot of fear that's going to come in your way. Because at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Confidence comes from consistently sticking with the commitments you make with yourself because confidence is simply self-trust. Trusting that you have everything that you need to get to the other side of that fear. And the more that you do it, the more you build that self-trust. So the more commitments that you make to yourself, to others, to whatever your higher powers, whatever you believe in, your community, people in your life, when you make those commitments and you follow through, you're making a commitment to yourself, you're sticking with it, you're building more trust within you. And whenever I'm in the shit or whenever I'm dealing with something hard or I'm scared or I don't feel confident, I just like to like take a beat, take a moment. And I love that we're talking about this right now because we all need the reminder. And I always remind myself whenever I'm having conversations Mm -hmm. like this, but I just put my hand on my heart and I'm like, I'm okay right now. And that's a form of being able to count on me and trust that I have everything that I need within me to get through this. And the more that you prove that to yourself, the more you start to believe it. And that's what confidence is. That's powerful. And for me too, I always like think about how I can increase my confidence more and more. Mm-hmm. And just having these like practices threaded through the day yeah. are so powerful because we sometimes think, oh, it has to be these huge things. I have to do this huge thing that's actually going to build my confidence. Whereas I feel like what we're discussing today is actually like the little things, yeah. like how you can every single day like write in that journal, how you can celebrate that little win, mm-hmm. how you can tell yourself you're going to do something and actually follow through with it. But then know that all of this is within your power. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I heard recently, I was watching a show and they had this joke on the show that no one's coming to save you. Mm. It's actually working moms. I was watching. Oh, I love it. I love it. it. No one's coming to save you. And I was like, you know what? That's really true. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you have to rely on yourself. Yes. And when you realize that you can save yourself, I also think it's really empowering because the biggest thing that I've learned is when you blame someone, when you you know say this happened because of somebody else or you can't do something because this situation happened to you several years ago, you're giving away so much of your power. Yes. Whereas when you're like, oh no, I can, I can rely on myself. No one's coming to save me. It's my job in this world to save myself or how you know however you want to describe that term then it really is all up to you and that's a good thing it's so freeing so it's so freeing and here's another amazing point to that and I want everybody to remember this this is so helpful to me with this world that we live in of like hustle porn, where it's like, you got to believe hundred percent. And that holds people back because they're like, but I don't believe hundred percent. So I guess I can't take action or I'm not completely confident mm-hmm. or I don't know mm-hmm. for sure if this is going to work. So I go through this just thought process with myself. That's, you know what? You just have to believe a little bit more than you don't. Just 51%. Yep. You don't have to believe hundred percent to take action. You don't have to believe in yourself a hundred percent because we're humans. We're always going to have a little bit of doubt. Always. Oh my goodness. One hundred. Well, I mean, obviously when I was invited to speak on Brendan's stage, I was like, wait, less than five years ago, I was watching him yeah. in the audience. Didn't he have Boss Babe, did not have any personal brand, had not even done, I did my one Facebook live at that point, not the second. And I really had to think to myself, wow, like 
do I deserve to be on the stage? Am I good enough to be on the stage? Like, what if I mess this up? But I also then had to rework those beliefs and those thought patterns to be like, you know what? Just going to hold on to that 51% mm-hmm. that I can do this. I'm not 99% sure I can do this. Yeah. I'm not 99% sure I'm not going to mess up. I'm just going to really practice. Really? Yes. Hope, and you and did. I'm going to do my best yes. when I go out there. Yeah. And we're not going to, and if you can just give yourself permission that you don't have to believe 99%. You don't even have to believe 75%. All right, just a little tiny bit more than you don't. Just go into it. And then when you do the work, the continuum, right? You take the action, you get the win, you get a little bit more momentum. You'll get up to 75% eventually. You'll get up to 80%. And then maybe you'll go back down when you try something new, right? But it's it's okay to not be like 150% allowed to go. Like it's okay. It is a very masculine way of saying it. It is. But I know a lot of dudes. yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't necessarily think, I think we're wired a little dip, bit differently majority of the time, not all the time. Oh yes, for sure. Yes. I, more women that I come across have more self-doubt than the guys I come across as a general sweeping comment. I will just say that. But I do think it's like just that allowance for if anyone's listening. Yeah. You guys don't need to have everything figured out to start putting your personal brand out there, to start showing up on social media, to start doing and speaking on stages. No. You just have to want it really. Yeah. And the rest will figure itself out. I mean, you were just telling me the story before we started recording about the first time that you sold and spoke on stage and it was a massive failure. Massive. Massive, but it was secretly a win. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell it super quick because I think it's important. I think everyone needs to hear this because you want to hear the chapter one. Okay. So the first time that I ever pitched anything on stage was at my my fiance, Chris Winfield, is also my partner in business. And he was doing these events called Unfair Advantage Live. And he brought me on stage for the first time to do the event with him. And I have this background in theater. So I was like, oh, I'll I'll just do the pitch, like pitch the product that he was selling. No problem. I mean, how hard could it possibly be? I didn't prepare. I I, I didn't understand what a pitch was. I was like, I'll just read the slides. Okay. I don't even know how to work a clicker. I'm like, I'll just get up there and yeah, whatever. So I go and I do the pitch and I completely shit the bed. Like, so bad, Danielle. So, it's so bad. I was tr- I tripped on my heel. I didn't know how the clicker worked. I didn't even know what the offer really was. I was asking my team in the audience, like, what is this? It was so bad. It The whole audience was looking at me like a comedian was crashing and burning on stage. You know, when everyone's someone's just got, like- Someone's got their like, head in their hand. Oh my like, God. I can't watch this. Secondhand embarrassment. They were embarrassed for me. They were like sitting I there- I was during the storm. Your, your face, it was that bad. And I'm not exaggerating. Like one day I'll find that video and I'll send it to you. So you can just do it. I don't know if I can watch it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you could either. My you Virgo would, A-type personality. No, you probably well shut it off. That. It was so bad. So it was so bad that- at the end of the pitch, the whole thing was that there were these gift bags behind me and everyone that was going to sign up for our program could come up and grab a gift bag. So I do this terrible pitch and then I'm like, all right, this is where I'm going to bring them all back. I'm like, everyone that wants to sign up, come onto the stage and grab your gift bag. No one moves. Crickets. Crickets. There's 125 people in the audience and everyone's just staring at me like this. <laughs> terrible. All right. I'm in tears. My team comes up. One of my, the girls on my team was just like, please sign up. It was so bad. Trying to save you in the moment. Oh my God. And so, okay. So I go backstage. I'm, Chris is mortified. I'm mortified. I'm like tears welling. I don't even know what to do. And I I sit there and thinking to myself, all right, I've got two options here. I can either leave the building and never come back. Or the only other option I have is to figure out how to flip my energy and shift the energy in this room and change it so I can continue to be here and be a human. So I'm like, all right, how do I shift my energy? Well, the only way I know how to do that for me is I'm a performer. I need to like dance, play music. So at that point in time, these events had no music. It was just, you know, a regular work conference or whatever you'd want to call it. But there was a DJ in the back of the room that was playing lunch music or whatever. So I go up to this DJ and I'm like, when we come back from lunch, I want you to blast this one song really loud and play it all the way through. And I want it to be so loud. And he's like, okay. Like he did not trust me at this point because I had just done this unbelievably- He just watched you flop on stage. Terrible situation that he was like mortified by. Um, But he's like, okay. So lunch ends. We had made no sales, zero. And I'm like, all right, go. And I have my mic. And he starts playing this Justin Simberlake song, like, I love this feeling inside my bones. You know, it goes, all right. So, and I'm like, all right, everybody get on your feet. And I'm scared, of course. 
scared shitless right bad, okay? But I'm like, I have not, nothing to lose here. Get everybody up, make everybody in the room start dancing. Everyone starts losing their minds, dancing on the tables, dancing on the stage. Everyone has completely shifted, having the best time ever. I'm having the best time ever. We have pictures of this. I'll send you like everywhere, like dancing. It's amazing. We completely change the energy. Everyone sits down and I'm like, listen, that was bad. Let's all, that, I'm so, that was bad. Can we just like be here in it together? And I spoke from my heart and we were there together and we had moved our bodies and we felt so much better. We ended up closing that event, making over seven figures because I got to reconnect with the audience. Now, that was my biggest failure, but it turned into such a blessing because now one of the main things about our events is that we always do dance parties. We do dance parties after lunch. We do dance parties during breaks. And we would have never done dance parties if I didn't realize that that was such a beautiful way to connect people and shift the energy in the room. And so that's how the Super Connector Media dance party was born out of my epic failure. (laughs) Always things happening for us versus to us. Yeah. I'm curious though, when that was happening, you know, you were stood on stage, everyone's looking at you, no one's moved. What went through your mind at that lunch to decide okay, I'm really going to lean into this versus run away. What made you not run away? I'm actually Mm. curious because I think a lot of people would have left at that point. Like, I can't do this. I'm not made for this. Yeah. It was my, I felt responsible for the people in that room. It was going back to hope and your why. And I had such a clear why. I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I knew at that time I wasn't a speaker. I wasn't on stages but I had this background in performing and I loved it so much. And I knew that this was my way back on stage, but not just to perform, to entertain people, but to perform, to help people. And I saw what was happening in that room and how people's lives were changing and how the offer that I was making was actually something that could change their lives. So I felt responsible to help get them to a place where they could have that transformation. And so again, it it wasn't about me. It was about making sure that the people in the room had the the experience that they came there for. And I knew that it was bigger than me. And so I couldn't possibly leave because it had nothing to do with me. It was all about them. Another thing that I've noticed about you on your journey, which you've shared a couple of times, is how you brought your audience along for the journey. Mm -hmm. Because even like your first Facebook Live, you were telling them, like, I've seen it. You were telling them, hey, I'm nervous. Like, I've been working up to this. And, you know, when you went back after the flop, <laughs> you shared, like, hey, I actually messed up there. Like, I yeah. didn't do great. What leads you to want to share that behind the scenes story of it all versus mm-hmm. putting on the armor, putting on the, oh, I'm okay. I'm Jen. I've got this. Why do you choose to share it? All of the mentors that have helped me get to where I am have done just that. They've let the fourth wall come down. They weren't perfect. They were their authentic, I hate saying this, authentic selves. Everyone says that, but the the real version of themselves and they let me in. And those are the people that I connected with the most. Those were the people that inspired me the most because when I could see myself in them, oh, if they can do it and they can get through the same issues that I'm dealing with, I could do it too. And I know that, if I look at perfect people on Instagram, I don't feel connected to them. I don't even want to follow them because it almost makes me feel bad about myself. Cause I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm not perfect all the time. My apartment, my house doesn't look like that. Like my, you know, my, I, I can't put together a perfect outfit like that every single day. Uh, my skin doesn't look like that, you know, like everything. But whenever I see someone that's really putting it out there and maybe they're very successful, but they're saying, Hey, I struggle with this or I didn't do such a good job this time. I'm like, Oh, she's just like me. If she can do it and she can get through that hard time, and she's this person that I look up to so much, then I can too. So I feel like it's my responsibility to show my chapter one to people so that they can believe that they can do it too, because I was there and I'm there still every day. I'm not perfect. I really appreciate that side of things. That's personally how I like to do things too. Mm-hmm. I always want to people to realize that, look, me and you are not perfect. We're like no better than anyone else. We just give it a go. Yep. And we try and we try better than we did last time. Yeah. We just keep going over things. And I do think that's where I'm pleased with how social media has moved yes. because Instagram used to be that perfect place where everything had to be aesthetically on point, polished, airbrushed, all these things. And I do think with TikTok and Gen Z, they have pushed authenticity Mm -hmm. and putting that forward. 
And I think that's just been such a great shift. I mean, I personally love it because my brand is built more on that than anything. I, I'm rubbish at making sure things look perfect and beautiful on my Instagram feed. That was never my forte at all. So I like that my Instagram feed can now just be a variety of yes. random colors, so backgrounds. Like, oh, I don't need to worry, worry if green is in my... Uh, Oh my God, that was so stressful. It was, did not suit my personality no, at all. No, me either. But I think that I would love for people to just listen to this and recognize our chapter ones. And sometimes I'm still in chapter ones. It's not, I'm mm-hmm. not, it's not just one book that I have open right now. Mm-hmm. I have like 20 books open. Some I'm in chapter 20, some I'm in chapter 10, some I'm in chapter 15, and some I'm in chapter one and two yeah. because I'm learning and adding new skill sets. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that I recognized is when I went from a chiropractor to an online business, I felt like I was starting at chapter one in all my books, but I actually wasn't. Mm-hmm chiropractic is very much about empathy and reading people. And that really helped me be at chapter 10 in my team. Yeah. And yes, I had completely started at chapter one when it came to being on camera and social media aspect. But again, there were other chapters that I was more advanced in. And I really want people to hear that, that no matter where you're coming from in your life and what your experience is, you are not starting chapter you're not starting the book at chapter one in every single book you're opening it's such a good analogy it's so true and something i i love so much about you and i really want to just like retweet for everybody here is that you are such a learner and you have no ego about it and someone that is as successful as you like to call me like jen I don't know how to stop from stage. You need to help me. And you studied. You were the greatest student ever. You're like messaging me like, no, I really want to know. I was like, this is the best. <laughs> she really, you really like are, I want to learn this. This is now I'm in the beginning of this and I have no doubt you're going to be successful in it. But like, and then I can come to you where you're in your chapter 20 or 30 or 40 in an area that I'm just getting started in and ask you. And that's the beauty of, again, going back to connection right? Having those people that can lift you up in those areas where you're just learning and being okay, being a learner and telling your audience, even bringing them along the journey. One of my favorite things, a lot of people that are listening to this, I know are are content creators, creating content, building businesses and brands, bring your people along your journey with you. Gary Vee talks about it this way all the time, just document, don't create, right? Mm. And so if you can just talk to your audience and say, you know, this is exactly what I'm going through right now, documenting your journey. Like I'm learning how to sell from stage. Do you want to learn too? Let's learn together, right? And bringing them along the journey. And I think that's a really beautiful, powerful way to create community as well as kind of share your truth and build audience. That's literally how Boss Babe's been built because it's always been, I remember when we we, we still do, we used to call them success kits in the society. So every single month we would have an entrepreneur come on and teach a subject that they were proficient in. And, you know, it would be like how to grow on Pinterest, how to do Facebook ads, how to, you know, do PR stuff. And I remember at that time being like basically picking (laughs) all these amazing teachers for things that I wanted to learn. Yeah. Because that's one of the biggest things that I've recognized as an entrepreneur is you cannot be an expert in every single thing. Mm -mm. You have to pick the skills that you are going to hone and let other people help and support you in those other things. I always delegate to my team and say, hey, you are better at this than I am. What do you think is going to be the best thing that we need to tweak here? I don't know all the back-end tech and automation. And if I start telling every single person in my team, I have an understanding of what every single person does in my team. But can I go in and do their jobs exactly? No. And I shouldn't need to, and mm-hmm. I shouldn't be able to, because then I'm actually losing the skill set that I need to do my job well, mm-hmm. because that has a different set of skills. So I think probably going back to the clarity aspect of all of this, yeah. being really like understanding, like if you want to be confident in camera, if you want to build your personal brand, have clarity on why you're doing that. So who are the people you're doing it for and what are the actual skill sets mm-hmm. that you do want to hone in? Because I don't think it's one size fits all. I think you get to lean into the pieces that you enjoy. Brendan asked me this. I was chatting to him the other day, had dinner with him. I was like, hey, what do you see me talking like more about, et cetera? He said, well, what do you enjoy? Yeah. Like, That's always the answer. Yeah. What do you enjoy doing? Yeah. Because when you lean into the things that you enjoy, work isn't work, content creation isn't content creation, it's just documentation and yeah. sharing it and enjoying what you do. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I always 
try to follow my bliss. And sometimes you don't even know what you're, what you enjoy. Sometimes you need to explore a little bit more to even know what lights you up. So if you're ever in a moment where you're like, wow, I just feel like time stopped. I feel like I was just in the pocket. Like I was in flow and time stopped and I could have done that forever and ever and ever. Like even like we're here in this, like I feel like no time has gone by like having this conversation right now. So that's something where I'm like, oh, check. That's a bliss moment. I'm going to follow my bliss. I'm going to follow that bliss. I'm going to do more podcasts, right? That's just an example. But for someone that's like, I don't even know what I like, try different things. Be okay not being so good at that thing maybe and just trying it because you might never know that it could be what you imagined, but it could be something even different, but that could be even better. If you don't allow yourself to kind of veer off the path and go down different areas and try things scared and take action with fear in the passenger seat and do all of these steps, right? Make friends with new people, uh, get clear. Like you're never going to get clear on really what you want to do because you're not going to know what you like and what you don't. Yeah. Could not agree more. So Jen, you have a mastermind container. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So based on all of these things, we created a mastermind and I've been in a lot of masterminds. I love masterminds. We've had a lot of conversations about masterminds. That's right. I love them. They are what got me to where I am because I really believe in community and accountability and commitment, right? Committing to a mastermind and showing up and investing in yourself and betting on yourself financially and going to something is a big ass commitment. And every single time you do that, you're putting more coins in your confidence bank, right? So I love masterminds. And we decided to create the best mastermind that we could by uh, pulling apart all the masterminds that we are a part of, the things that we liked the most and the things that we found worked the best Mm -hmm. and putting them together. And it's called the Super Connector Mastermind. And it's built around mindset, media, money, and marketing, which are the four M's because you need... I know. C's, M's, we got all the letters. (laughs) We believe that those are the four things you need to build a profitable brand, a profitable business. And community and coaching and collaboration is like the through line of the whole thing because we're not meant to do this alone. Confidence does not come from sitting in your room by yourself, thinking yourself into confidence. Confidence comes from being like, Danielle, help me. I have to write this funnel and I don't know what to do. And then you're like, I got you, Jen, let's do it. And you help me take that action. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. Now I feel more confident the next time I want to go do it. And that's what a mastermind really is for. Yeah. I love that. Just like, I think what you just said, if you want to do something, you're not meant to do it alone has been my biggest, biggest, biggest learning. Because when I was a chiropractor, you used to be just in a room on your own with a patient continuously. But it is true. Like when you collaborate with people, we've always had a boss babe collaboration over competition. Mm. That's when things really, really thrive and make sure you're in. You don't know what you don't know. And that's what I think the power of masterminds is. You don't know what other people are doing in their businesses or people that they know that are helping them pave the way. There's so much about to be said about connecting mm-hmm. with people in your industry or even people who are not in your industry, but they are also striving to do better, be better and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so, so powerful. Yeah. And I think it's one of the key things that people underestimate about communities, whether it is, you know, um, your mastermind or, you know, a community online, whatever it is, there's so much power when you meet people who have a similar mindset to you so much power. It's also very powerful to invest in yourself and know that everybody else in the room is also investing in themselves. That's the ultimate accountability. I tell people all the time that accountability, yes, comes from other people announcing your goals to other people. I mean like, hey, Danielle, hold me accountable to this, right? Like call me, text me, or I'm going to text you when I'm done doing this. That's great. But for me, the ultimate accountability is when I put money on the table and I bet on myself. And I say, okay, you know what? I'm going to join this mastermind. It costs a hundred grand. I'm in a mastermind that costs a hundred thousand dollars. That's how I met that one. Uh, one of the ways that I met him. But I, if I pay that much money to be part of a group, you better believe that I'm going to show up every single call. I'm going to show up every single meeting. I'm going to sit in the front row. I'm going to raise my hand. Even if I think my question is stupid, I'm going to connect with people, right? Again, I'm going to go do all the things, even though I'm scared because there's so much accountability there because I just bet money on myself. Bet on yourself. I invested in myself. And then also I invested in all these other people that I said, you can count on me. I'm here. We're all investing in each other and we're betting that we can all come together and help each other with this thing. So I firmly believe in the power of masterminds and that 
And I know that we've got something special cooking too. We have. Uh, that I'm very excited about. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited because we were just finally, like you say, bringing amazing women together. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. excited. I'm being Same. coy about it. Same. Same. Let's be coy, but we can we can drop a little nugget, like a little, <laughs> make people a little curious. Yeah, it's definitely, I just think being around women who are growing businesses Mm-hmm. Um, at certain scales is you know helping us all lift up other women in society yes. because I think the more money and wealth that women have I think we're more conscious about how we spend it mm-hmm. and how we can redistribute it that's mm-hmm. what I'm really really excited about so I have goosebumps yeah I agree well we'll put a link as well for your container perfect I want people to be able to amazing find out more about the super connected group i love it and thank you so much for coming in and just being vulnerable about your story and sharing your six c's i know that lots of people will be resonating and maybe maybe a little set a little challenge maybe of the next you know even if it starts at seven days you know anyone listening to this if you're not showing up consistently on stories like maybe that's your goal the next seven days show up consistently love that and if you can do another seven days after that and prove to yourself then that you can do it and that consistency breeds that confidence and competence breeds confidence and there's this amazing loop that starts to happen yes the positive feedback loop of it all and I think that's what you know we all get to try and move into in whatever area in our lives that we're working on right now so thanks Jen for all your wisdom today (laughs) thank you Danielle for having me I'm so grateful for you and I appreciate you too yeah this is such a beautiful container that you hold for so many women and I'm just blessed that I got to be on it Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode on the Boss Babe podcast, then I'd absolutely love it if you leave us a review. As a thank you, we'll send you our side hustle success kit. Your simple no BS guide to keeping track of everything that you need to do to start and grow your business. To access this freebie, all you need to do is leave us a review, then share a screenshot of your review with contact at bossbabe.com and we'll send this must-have kit straight to your inbox. 